You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. This is episode number three of the Calc series. Get a head start and map your route to a career in drug development. So today this will be a very, very actionable and practical episode. If you are now a student, what can you do next? What are the actual next steps? What are the hurdles that you need to jump over? How you can make these hurdles easier to jump over? So all these and, uh, will be discussed with Amy and Rianne in this uh, podcast episode. So look out for it. If you want to find more information, just go to theeffectivestatistician.com slash student and there you'll find all the show notes as well as links to the other episodes that we already published. You can of course also just go back in your podcast player and find them there. We publish on iTunes, so on the iPhone, but also in Android, the apps, you can listen to it on the homepage but you can also listen to it on Spotify as well as on YouTube. So watch out for these episodes and have fun listening to this one. Welcome to another episode with the uh, Calc team from PSI. And today we are talking really about specifically what next steps you can undertake. So it's a very, very practical episode and, and very much kind of forward looking. So if you're now uh, studying your, for your BSc level in, in mathematics or related field and you want to think about a change in, in that regard and want to go into the medical industry as a statistician, what's actually what you can do now and in the next months to or next years to prepare for that. And for this episode, I have with me here uh, Rianne and Amy. So um, maybe first to, to Rianne, as a PSU student, uh, BSc student, what should you be starting to think about now? Do more research. Spend as much time you can researching outside of your you know, university work to understand better the, the job role, the drug development process, the um, entry requirements. Um, I think the entry requir requirements in particular kind of helps you formulate what you're going to need um, when you're applying for those job roles. So now's the time you can influence that and start getting those things that maybe you identify there are gaps currently. So basically looking into job postings and look what's required there? I think that helps, I think that's what I was doing. I tend to, me personally, think of the end goal, you know, what is the best place for me to know what I should be doing is to know what the requirements are um, and then working backwards and identifying those gaps and how can I get those experiences or skills that I might need that I know I'm going to need to demonstrate. 
I think also though that needs to be balanced with doing something that you're interested in. I mean, at this point of time, maybe you're not sure. You're researching multiple career opportunities, so you don't just want to restrict yourself to the one job. As much as we'd love you all to come and <laughs> join and become a medical statistician, you, you need to think, is that something that genuinely interests you? So yeah, looking more into those modules that, based on the entry requirements, what's needed, but then actually thinking, is that something that you really, really, really want to do? and would interest you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think also some PSI medical statistics career events that you can look out for. Um, so really check the psiweb.org homepage and, and look for all the different information there. I think another, another thing there is as well, so it's not just thinking about, okay, what modules am I going to be studying next year? So firstly, when we say about the entry requirements, you think uh, one of the key things to being a statistician, you're going to need an MSc. So you will want to be looking at universities, um, seeing what they offer in terms of the, the masters, um, if that's a particularly just statistics, is it statistics with medical applications, what are you wanting to wanting to do, because you could then keep your options a bit more open with statistics, so if you wanted to go into other fields. Um, the, the other thing as a BSc student, I would really encourage people to look into doing a year in industry, um, get a placement at, at a pharma company, at a CRO or, or even wherever you can, just to get an idea of is this actually for you. You'll then also just be so far ahead of everyone when you do your first year um, in, in industry, you already have a year under your belt so you know what's expected, but also uh, so I didn't do this myself, so this is what I'm kind of saying I think you should because when I was doing the Masters, um, it, those people just stood out so much more. They, they had an understanding of what the topics were and could really draw on what the important points were, what the, the, the main takeaways were from each of those modules. So I think it's something to definitely really consider doing, even though it means an extra year. I think long term it could really help with your career development. Yeah, we had a, um, actually an episode about that with Katie and Claire, about their experience with that. So if you just scroll back in your podcast app um, into about summer of 2019, you will see the episodes there about um, what it takes, how it's like to be a placement student and what can be the benefits of it and what are the next steps actually to get into that. Yeah. So I did actually do a placement year, it was part of my course at Cardiff and I'd specifically chosen that course ahead of time, you know, and thinking it would be valuable to get hands-on experience. Having said that, we have had applications from people at universities where, you know, their course they're studying isn't offering a year out, but they've chosen to defer their third year to do a year out. So if, if that's interesting to you or an option you want to do I would say don't rule it out just because your course isn't a four-year course with a year in industry speak to your supervisor and say hey this is what I'm thinking um, but I do want to say as well you know, if you haven't done a placement year or you don't want to do a full year out don't worry about that but I would say you know in hindsight I could have maybe got a little bit more experience it ideally it would be medically related so perhaps the clinical trials units um, I think they tend to offer more summer placements and they're directly attached to most of the universities so that's a good place to start um, if not that then any kind of experience you can get work experience 
um, is, is helpful. Yeah, and I need to say there's um, variation, variations across the world in terms of how feasible this is. So of course take your kind of local situation into account but, but explore what's, what's possible there. One thing PSI do run is a careers event. Um, usually, it's once a year, usually about February time. Um, historically it was aimed at the master's level but we are now opening it up to the BSc level, the undergraduates. Um, and so that's really a good way. It's one day, um, we can pay for your travel fees um, to come and see presentations from people like us, from the industry. Um, there'll be some workshops to give you some examples of work you'll come across. Um, and also there's companies that come to exhibit. So there's about 20, I think roughly say 20 companies that come and you can talk to. So that's a, a really good way to be proactive. Um, and again, that's something you can put on your CV and it demonstrates that you've taken that step. Yeah, but most importantly, it helps you to you know, inform your studying and inform your kind of uh, your master's de uh, degree. And I think that puts you up for success later on, very much. So, um, in terms of that, we talked a little about uh, the PSI homepage. Are there any other sources where uh, this, so the listener can find information? So I guess in terms of, uh, I mean, the key thing here that you're going to need is the next step if you're a BSc undergraduate student or if you're uh, um, looking to kind of have a career change is you're going to need that um, master's um, in statistics or a master's with something with a heavy, um, heavy amount of stats involved. And that, um, so you've all kind of looked into this with your BSc and researched what university you want to go to, what topics you you want to study uh, and that's even more important with the MSc so you're all familiar with that have a look on the university websites um, go to open days and really put yourself out there make sure you talk to people if you your parents know anyone or if you've got friends of the family talk to them it's not gonna harm you at all to do that the more information you can get the better uh, talk to ex-students, um, basically as many people as you can to work out if that's right for you. So in terms of then starting with the master program, um, that also is a little bit of a financial commitment. Uh, how can students, how can the student that's listening to this address that? So that's changing all the time. So I guess I couldn't really say anything here that's going to be um, evergreen, that it's not going to change over time. So you really need to um, do your research for that as well. I would definitely look into it. Don't just rule yourself out saying you've not got the, you don't think you're going to get the right grades for it. There's a lot of different options available. Um, there's different um, options dependent on your country of residence. Uh, based on your personal situation, if you have any dependents um, and children, for example, there's a lot that the, the, the government can sometimes offer. So again, that's always changing. So if you look on the gov.uk website, there's lots of information there for you to find uh, where you can look to see what's on offer. And the universities are really um, quite good at this and listing this on their 
their websites as well. So it may be um, bursaries, grants or scholarships. So sometimes it means you need to pay it back. Sometimes you, you, sometimes you won't. Um, but any, I guess for, for everyone, any little can, everything can help here. Um, so yeah, look, look on the university websites, look on gov.uk. Don't just think specific to the academic qualification either. Look around all the other things that they, all the other grants and bursaries that they have. Um, and you might find something relevant to you and reach out to the universities as well because um, they'll all be more than willing to help you um, if, where they can. And you really need to think about doing that as soon as possible. So a lot of the closing dates, so you'll often have to fill out an application form. Um, those closing dates will usually be quite early on. So um, as soon as you're kind of thinking about applying, start looking into those options and know when those deadlines are. And some of them also then have follow-up. So you'll then need to kind of let them know what you're doing, say a year down the line, um, those kind of things. And quite often if there is... Um, funding available it would go to it depends how many funding it might be for one place there might be three funding pots available I can't tell you specifically it changes year to year but um, it would be given to the best candidate so you will be in competition for it so it is worth thinking when you do apply for a course put in a solid entry yeah I need, I need to see say generally my perception is if you want to invest money, invest in, your, in yourself is actually usually the best options that you can choose. So, um, although that might come with a loan, I, I need to say I think it's, it's usually worth it. Um, uh, especially if that means that you find a really happy job. Uh, yeah. Something that you know fulfills you. I, I didn't manage. I, I didn't get anything. Um, I wish I'd have kind of looked into it earlier. Done it sooner. Um, but I ended up kind of having three jobs through the the masters. So doing them all at the same time as the masters wasn't great, but got through it. Got there, and um, I mean it, it all helps and all pays off in the end. And long term investing that the amount of money the the masters is is worth it i mean you said previously that you've kind of quadrupled your salary from when you started so it long term it, it pays off yep. i just want to comment um so listeners probably hearing by now to be a statistician typically you do need a masters um to throw out another scenario the programming role doesn't need a master's. Um, most of the programmers come straight from their BSc degree. And I do know quite a few examples. Um, a few years into their job, they then expressed an interest of um, going into the stats role. And they've had a conversation with their manager, and sometimes it might be possible to study a master's part time, and it might actually be funded by the company if, if they really. You know, can see that transition. Um, they might want to fund you, so that's always an option. Yeah. So I did a PhD, and um, although in Germany that was a completely different system than in the UK, um, at that time in the in the nineties of the last century, <laughs> and um, I really enjoyed uh, doing my PhD. It was a one of the best times of my life in terms of. Work-life balance, so to say. <laughs> so, but, but, okay, in terms of next steps, um, what else can the 
students that are listening to that do in terms of finding more about job roles, opportunities and these kind of things? So if you're wanting to look, I guess, looking into the different jobs that are currently on offer, um, I would, I mean, you can look on the PSI website, there's often um, jobs advertised there. Look on LinkedIn, look on company websites, um, look on Allstat, they're all great resources if you're looking for um, what positions are available. Um, Think about your keywords when you're looking for those searches, so... Don't just look for statistician. I mean, on every end, your job title is your statistical scientist. Yeah. So sometimes it, it, it doesn't come up first in the in in the search hit. So bio bio statistician, medical yeah. statistician. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's not that helpful even to us in industry going across <laughs> companies. The job titles are descript uh, the job. Descriptions are different. I just wanted you had mentioned Allstat um, to explain what that is. It's like a mailing list um, where all the job adverts go out to um, events, events, courses, um, conferences. Yeah. So if you Google one word Allstat, or we put the link in the show notes. Um, That's. I signed up to it um, and you'll get bombarded with emails, so a lot of it won't be applicable to you, but you, you'll see a lot of job adverts come up, um, possibly even PhD opportunities, MSc even, yeah. that's a very good source and I, I still, seven years later, I'm subscribed to it because it's quite useful to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. With that, we can actually wrap up, I think, the next steps that you can take um, in terms of thinking about long-term already now, what you need to do in the next weeks and the next months to do, uh, what are your different options, uh, what you can have, and to, to already plan now for the future and consider both the uh, different um, university options, the uh, financial options that you have um, to actually make sure that you're starting um, on the right foot into the industry. Thanks so much, Brian and Amy. Thanks for listening to this episode. Another really nice episode and there will be another one coming out in four weeks. So stay tuned. And of course, next Tuesday, as usual, our regular episodes of the effective statistician if you found that useful please share it with your students with your other colleagues with your friends and please also share it on social media because we want to help as many statisticians as many aspiring statisticians as possible if you want to leave a feedback or review just go to theeffectivestatistician.com student and there you can uh, leave that review and you can also subscribe here to see updates that will come over time. So stay tuned for more to come next week and for the season next month.